Hello and welcome to Grassbed and Grace Led Podcast. I'm Maddie Rose and I'm back after being gone for a whole long week. That was kind of an unplanned absence, but it worked out okay. I hope you didn't miss me too much. Um, but here I am back today and recording again, and I'm happy to do it. I've really actually enjoyed this podcast or making this podcast so far, and I, I hope that my listeners are enjoying it as well. And, you know, I've got some good feedback lately, and that's really encouraging to know that um, it's helping people and that God is using it in their lives in the way that he sees fit, and that brings me great joy. So uh, speaking of joy today, I wanted to talk briefly about finding joy in the mundane and the chaotic times in our lives. You know, um, once you've been on this planet long enough, or it really doesn't have to be too long, but Uh, Once you've been on this planet for a while, you realize that we go through different seasons of, you know, chaos where just all these different things are going on all the time and it seems like you're just treading water and can barely keep your head above water to catch a breath and then other times where, you know, you're just kind of in a season of waiting and things are going slow and... You feel like you have a lot of extra time on your hands, or you might even be a bit bored, or, you know, just things aren't really moving and happening, whether or not, uh, you know, that's what you wanted. And of course, sometimes, you know, we have great high mountain peaks where things are just going really well, and, you know, we're enjoying the blessings that God is giving us, and other times where things are very... Um, sad and tragic even, um, you know, times of severe trial and, and, you know, I think we just go through a lot of different seasons, but I would say in the day to day for many of us, um, we kind of seem to cycle back and forth between kind of having these sort of chaotic, just crazy schedule, kind of days and um, also, you know, kind of feeling like life is a bit mundane and that we're not doing anything, you know, really of great purpose in our minds or any significance in our minds. And I just wanted to uh, hopefully briefly, you know, I've kind of figured out that when I think I'm going to do a short podcast, it really ends up being a lot longer than I think. So hopefully this will be somewhat more brief, just as a gentle reminder and encouragement to you. But, um, you know, just a reminder that even though we are maybe finding ourselves in a time of, of life where we're in a season of waiting or or maybe the very opposite where it's just chaos and all you want is one day to just relax, that you know, there's a purpose behind everything and that there is joy to be found where you are currently at doing what you're currently doing. And this was inspired in part by a couple different sources, um, you know, obviously based on scripture, but my children and our family, we were watching a road trip to truth season two, which is on AGTV. And I highly recommend that. 
Um, it's geared towards high school and college age kind of apologetics conversations. My children are now both in middle school, but um, we still really enjoy it as a family and have had good discussions. And then also at the same time, I was uh, reading a very short book by Jerry Bridges called uh, Who Am I? And... Um, and it's Your Identity in Christ. And I love this book. It kind of reminds me of a briefer version of at least a portion of J.I. Packer's Knowing God. And uh, I think I'm going to order a bunch of copies of these and kind of give them out. But uh, And then, of course, also in my church, we're starting Ecclesiastes soon. So it's all kind of on this same general thread here. And that is the purpose of life and the joy that we have in that is different when you're doing things in Christ and as unto the Lord. And one of the reflections that uh, they had in the Road Trip to Truth, as well as in this book, was that in various ways, of course, it it was kind of coming from a different angle, but basically, you know, we can all be living very uh, typical lives and lives very similar to our neighbors, for example. And yet, those of us who are in Christ have this this unique and glorious, in my opinion, and joyful opportunity to remind ourselves that everything that we are doing, in fact, is in Christ. And that our life is not purposeless or meaningless. And even the things in our lives that seem like they are or insignificant are actually greatly significant in the kingdom of God, so long as we are doing them as unto the Lord. And in the Road Trip to Truth, they had the example, you know, of a person who was just going to regular school class, working at McDonald's, hanging out with friends, you know, just having that relationship. And then, of course, at some point, you die, because we all die. And um, the difference between two people living that same exact life would be that the person who is in Christ knows their purpose for living, for one, that they're doing their work as unto the Lord. So even their boss at McDonald's isn't their ultimate boss, it's the Lord. And, uh, you know, finding joy in, in friendships and things like that, you realize are a gift from God and a blessing. And then you also know that death is not the end and that there is a future glory to hope in and look forward to. And uh, Colossians 3.23 to 24 uh, is a great little verse, or I guess it's two verses technically, um, that kind of reflects on this. And here Paul says uh, in Colossians 3.23 to 24, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So again, a lovely reminder that everything that we are doing can and should be done as to the Lord. And that means that all of us are actually servants of the Lord. And I'm going to go ahead and read this section here from Jerry Bridges' book because I think he points this out so well. So he says, And he had just quoted this verse a couple pages prior, but here he quotes uh, Psalms uh, 139, verse 16, and he says, 
David said, In your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. David was saying, God had a plan for me before I was born, which he will execute day by day throughout my life. What was true of David is true for all of us. God has ordained some to be auto mechanics, some to be teachers, and some to be missionaries, and he will so arrange their circumstances and events of our lives that we will end up in the vocation to which he has called us. I believe, therefore, that every Christian should have the privilege of saying, I have been called of God to this particular vocation, and I am here to serve Jesus Christ by serving people. This should be just as true for the custodian at the local elementary school as it is of a world-acclaimed heart surgeon or a pioneer missionary serving in some remote area of the world. Such thinking can and should give a sense of dignity to our work. Whatever it is, it can and should motivate us to do our jobs as best as we can and give us the perseverance to keep going when the work is difficult or unrewarding. Finally, in this matter of calling, there is a service of every Christian in the body of Christ. First Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Taken in context, Peter is telling us that every believer has a spiritual gift which with which to serve in the local church or other ministries. We can think of this as a function or role to play in the body. Christ has purchased every aspect of our life, and as such we belong to him, not only with respect to our life in the larger society, but obviously with respect to our life in the body of Christ. God rules over our lives in each of these spheres. So I just love this section. I love how it points out the various vocations that people can have and how you don't have to be in serious ministry like within the church to actually be a servant of Christ and that we all are called to be a servant of Christ and that we all do so in very differing ways. And um, I would even argue, and he does as well in his book, he points it out, you know, that it varies in different seasons of our life. So, you know, if you're a single person, you have way more opportunities to maybe do those bigger ministries, servings, like mission trips uh, worldwide and, and being really involved, you know, in your church or or even uh, taking risks and, and doing different things in your own business ventures and really serving people that way through your own vocation that's not even necessarily a church ministry uh, that you can still serve in and you can really focus on that as a single person whereas if you're married of course you have your spouse that you need to be putting um, you know a lot of effort and uh, purpose into what you're doing with your day uh, with your spouse and then of course if you have children and they're still in the home then you have a lot of responsibility there and that season of your life changes because the vocation then in calling for you then is uh, raising your children and teaching them in the admonition and instruction of the Lord so you know it, it really does uh, vary and yet even throughout all those different seasons of life you know we can have times in our lives where it's just chaos whether you're a CEO of a business or you have you know two under two or uh, a preteen 
and a bunch of different activities that you're trying to do in homeschool and uh, if you're like me you're in the homesteading stuff as well and that kind of has busy seasons and uh, not busy seasons you know where you're just kind of planning um, there's just a lot of different aspects that we can um, get distracted and forget that even the simple things we're doing is are unto the Lord and I would encourage you that whatever season you're in to be reminded of where uh, God has called you right now that there's a purpose for that so you know if you're praying and waiting for children or a spouse then uh, there's a purpose that that hasn't happened yet God's timing is perfect and of course we don't know the future and not everyone is going to be called to marriage or parenting but uh, if it is not uh, your scenario right now, then there's a reason for that and that you can really put your heart into the various uh, vocations and ministry that God has put you in today. And then if you have little ones at home, I know how chaotic that is and, you know, your days are usually very wearisome and exhausting and it kind of seems like everything that you're doing seems pointless because you're doing it again the very next day. I mean, with little ones, it's a lot of feeding people and then cleaning up the messes from feeding people and then do that over and over and over until you die. Or at least that's what it feels like, right? So you're usually operating on less sleep. You have constant laundry, constant dishes and cleaning and messes and as your little ones start getting more active they like to start dumping things out and as they're starting to learn to feed themselves they mostly paint themselves and everything else around them with the food that they're supposed to be putting in their mouth and the kind of unending cycle of diapers and all of that and then your children grow up and then you move on to other things and it's it's different and um you know it can it can just be a lot at times, and then other times, uh, even if it is a lot, or if it's not, maybe, you know, things are kind of settling down and you don't know what to do with yourself anymore. Maybe your kids are older and they're much more independent, and you have a lot of time on your hands. Uh, either way, I think it's important to remember that as long as we are in Christ, there is joy in the things that are seemingly mundane, and that we can glorify God in doing dishes and I mean, I kind of feel like it's terrible to say this, but folding laundry, like I literally hate folding laundry, but, uh, you know, something I realized early on with when I have littles and I didn't have a lot of time for a quiet time, uh, like I wanted to study and read like I can do now that my kids are older, but even then, you know, I still have a lot of things on my plate, but when my kids were little, I realized that doing the dishes and folding laundry were great opportunities to pray and meditate on the word. And sometimes uh, it would be beneficial, just as a little side note here, you know, write some verses like over the sink or where you fold your laundry and stuff, and you can look at those verses or listen to uh, Bible uh, audio while you're doing these things. And um, I think that those can be really glorifying. And then also reminding yourself that the interactions you have with people on a day-to-day basis, if it's your job, if you're working at a job, that how you interact with them and how you, um, 
you know, represent Christ in the way that you have an at your attitude and the way that you are there to serve and do your work as unto the Lord, then you are serving Christ in that way. Um, in the book, he had a great example of a guy who was a car salesman before he became saved, and then he remained a car salesman after he was saved. But his difference was he went from trying to sell a car and make um, his commission, and when he was saved, he went from trying to help people find the right car for them. So he became very people-focused and servant-focused where even though he was still, of course, trying to make an income on selling cars, it became to him about helping other people in his job. And I think there's a lot of jobs like that that I think we sometimes don't consider them, you know, service-related jobs. Some are more obvious, like nursing and teaching and, uh, you know, various, you know, positions like that, like police officers and etc. But, you know, if you're working at Taco Bell and you're taking someone's order, I mean, we've all kind of encountered the people that you take an order from and they sound like you're inconveniencing them by being there to make an order. And it can be so refreshing when you encounter somebody who has energy in their job and is pleasant to you and they're not tired of you as the customer. And they're happy to smile. And, and you can be the person that gives somebody maybe the only smile they have that day. And you can do your work as unto the Lord that way. And when you have little kids that it seems like, you know, nobody is appreciative of what you're doing. It seems very unrewarding. Uh, you can realize that you have a ample amount of opportunity to show your children um, Christ in how you respond to them and how you discipline them and how you uh, respond to your husband, how you, uh, you know, just show them love and, and teach them the scriptures and the grace that they need, that we all need to give one another, you know, working and just showing them love, being with them, you know, just spending that precious time, um, not being distracted on your phones with social media and always wanting to turn away and get that time. But really, truly, I'm telling you ladies, like I heard this so much when I had little ones at home and they were babies and they would say, oh, they grow up so, so fast. And when you're in that phase, it doesn't feel like they do. Like you're just waiting for them to get out of their colicky phase or you're waiting for them to start sleeping through the night and you're waiting for them to stop being in their, you know, terrible twos, which is nothing compared to when they're three and four, like there's just so many different phases. And then all of a sudden my kids right now are 11 and 13 and they're both in middle school. And I feel like time needs to slow down because they're growing so fast and they're changing so much. And I realize that my time with them in my home as my, you know, children, they will always be my children, but they will eventually become adults. And more than likely, God willing, have their own families and responsibilities, and I won't have this opportunity anymore. So it really is precious, and it moves fast, and I know that it can be exhausting and tiresome and and weary, and uh, you just need a break every once in a while, but um, just remind yourself that you are doing this for your kids, and ultimately you are serving Christ and what you're doing, and, and I do really think that there is a lot to be said for finding that joy 
even when things are chaotic and even when things are mundane and reminding yourself that God sees everything you're doing and maybe no one else right now does. Maybe you're feeling very unappreciated, even by your own family members, the people you're primarily working for or serving for. But if you're doing what you ought to be doing and you're doing your work as unto the Lord, then God sees that and you will earn a reward in uh, eternity for that. And we should desire to be faithful. And I think that being reminded of that purpose that we have in Christ, that our life is so different and we have so much more hope in the day and day that somebody without Christ and without faith doesn't have that hope because for them right now, this is it. You know, this is all, life is all what it is, you know, living your best life now, that whole thing. And they're, and they're constantly trying to follow these different pursuits of, you know, a lot of the modern philosophy today is finding happiness, life, the purpose of life is being happy. Well, that's an unattainable goal. Why do you think people are constantly chasing things and wanting more and more and more and never find, finding satisfaction? Because we're never actually going to be happy and content outside of Christ. And so even as believers, we need to be reminded of that because it can be so easy to take our eyes off Christ and start trying to find contentment in the things of the world, even the very good gifts that God gives, like children, uh, spouses, and things. You know, like I have a farm and horses and I love horses. I'm a huge horse lover and that's great. And it's a blessing from God that I still have horses, that I even have them at all in my life, but finding contentment and my joy and happiness in that primarily is not going to keep me satisfied for long. And so if I lost my horses tomorrow, um, my joy should be in Christ. And, and while it, yes, it is sad when you lose. And of course, like, you know, losing loved ones, you know, grief, it's very understandable death and all that stuff. Like it is, is a, terrible reminder of the wages of sin and that all of us will at one time have to die because of sin in this fallen world that we are in. But, you know, if, if our joy is found in Christ and reminding ourselves, what is our purpose? You know, if you're struggling with feeling like, what is your purpose? Your purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And there are very many different ways to do that. And we don't have to be waiting to do something like huge, like become a CEO and start a business. Now you can certainly do that. And you can certainly become this crazy, great missionary that someone writes books about. But you can also love on the people that are in your life now and love on your coworkers and uh love on your family. And we all do that imperfectly. I am like the poster child of doing that imperfectly, but I'm learning and growing. And as I learn and grow and have become more and more aware of the various things that I can do in my own life to bring glory to God and have purpose in the day in day out. And it gives you that sense of contentment where you're enjoying your days each day as they come. And looking for things to be thankful for. And, you know, like I loved picking my blackberries off my bushes. What a blessing from God that I got a few handfuls of blackberries this year that the birds didn't eat. And just how he provides for us. So slowing down, 
taking a step back if you're feeling overwhelmed. And I know that we don't all have that option right now with just what's going on in our lives, but really stop and realize that your focus might be off center right now if you're feeling really stressed out. And maybe there are things in your life that you need to cut down on. You know, we all need to do that, but that, um, you know, the things that you're doing, you might be feeling weary and stressed out because you've lost your focus on serving uh, as unto the Lord and serving unto Christ and uh, your jobs that might not seem to you to be important are important to God and that he has put you there for a reason, that there's a purpose for where you are, what job you have, how many children you have or don't have, your spouse that you do or don't have, um, the season of life that you're in. There's a purpose for that and it's all in God's timing and in Christ we have that joy and we know that we're working towards something, um, that is beyond ourselves, that it transcends our one little measly uh, life, you know, that whole, the vapor of life that it is. And it can be such a uh, important reminder of how quickly life is fleeting and how we need to really spend the days, uh, you know, focusing on what Christ has done for us and really trying to focus on that view and perspective and, uh, pray that you remain there, that God continues to remind you of that, because it, again, can be so easy to fall back into, um, kind of, they call it, you know, like navel gazing, where you're just looking at yourself, or maybe even stargazing, like you're so busy looking forward to something that's in the future that you want to do, that you're missing out on what's going on right now, and those things may be great, and God might be calling you to do that very soon or far in the future. But right now, you know, whatever it is you're doing, even if it's a season of preparation or transition to remain in Christ, to look to him, find your hope and joy and purpose in him. And uh, I think it really does bring that sense of joy that we can find in doing the very mundane things of life, like filling a tire or getting gas or pulling weeds or getting a goat's head unstuck from a fence. (laughs) That might not seem mundane to you, but if you have goats, it might be kind of like a daily thing. Um, But there's just a lot of different things, you know, wiping boogers off your kids' faces or whatever it is. Like these are small acts of love and um, there's a lot of great things that we do for the Lord. And that should bring us to a state of great joy if you really just reflect on how God sees you doing these things and what the opportunity you have, even where you are, amidst the chaos, the sadness, the tragedy, the joy, the season of blessing, and, you know, bounty that you might be in, whatever it is, just uh, really reflecting on that. So it was really meaningful for me, and I hope it's meaningful for you. I hope this is an encouragement for you, and I would love to talk more about this with others. Uh, Speaking of which, today, Lord willing, I'm interviewing Bajan Baker from Baker Hill Farm, and I'm really excited that episode, Lord willing, will be coming out next week, and I think it'll be a really good conversation about uh, her farm, so definitely, if you have not subscribed to my podcast, go ahead and do that so you don't miss 
that and upcoming uh, interviews I will be having with others, some great guests coming up soon, and as well as some of my other solo episodes that I have planned. And I definitely would love to continue talking about this subject. I just picked up the um, book by Jeremiah Burroughs on contentment that I've been wanting to read forever. And I am hoping to read that in the next few weeks. So I definitely want to touch on this again. Uh, if you would like to interact with me at all, you can go to my Instagram or Facebook page at Grassfed Theology, and you can message me or comment there. I do think I probably need to set up an email soon, but I haven't done that yet. But you know, I would love to hear your feedback and maybe suggestions of topics that you might want me to talk about or even guests that you might uh, think would be neat. And I do have a few people in mind um, on top of the ones I already have lined up. So I'm super excited uh, for the future of this podcast. I'm so grateful that God is using this to help others, even if it's just one person, that's enough for me. But it's been a great experience to kind of learn and uh, hopefully hone in my podcasting craft here. You know, I'm still a total noob. I'm learning all the technicalities of this, but it's been really fun. And I'm super thankful to those of you who have been listening from the beginning and have just started listening now. I hope that you hang around, uh, you know, and we get to know each other a little bit. So definitely reach out to me if you have anything you would like to share. And uh, thank you. I hope and pray that you continue to be grass-fed and grace-led. Mm-hmm.